0: You are now listening to the Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Frigera, your Soul Powered Executive Coach. This podcast is designed to make soul power a normal topic of conversation. What makes us divine and how can it empower your life and business? For Season 3, we are diving deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and business owners who powered through the 2020 lockdown. And emerged even stronger. So get ready to be inspired. Get ready to be empowered. Get ready to take action as we explore how to elevate your soul power and create success no matter what. All right, soul powered leaders, welcome once again to another episode of Soul Power to the People podcast. Our focus this interview is about manifesting and what are we manifesting we can manifest serenity we can manifest the life that you want our focus on this season is all about elevating soul-powered consciousness elevating from fear power to soul power to really creating success no matter what with no further ado hello serenity welcome to soul power to the people podcast
1: Thank you so much, Tess. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and speak more and inspire your community. Thank you. Thank you. And so uh, please introduce yourself, Serenity. Yes, of course. My name is Serenity Leslie. I am a travel blogger, travel content creator, coach, author, and aspiring public speaker. I am starting to move into many realms and spaces of communicating and just sharing in general many creations and I run and operate my own travel blog. It is called Manifesting Serenity, and that's exactly what I'm doing. Um, I originally came from a PTSD background, and now I'm an independent, courageous leader and resilient traveler, and I am proud to be exactly that. So thank you so much for having me and being able to speak on all this. I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, you're creating a whole new world. Well, I know before I Became a coach. I've all already read about this blog and that blog, and uh, you know, the traveling, and I actually have a van. Now that I travel and I sleep in the van, and some that. That. But i <laughs> like you, so I'm I'm really inspired to do more of that location independent activities. But how how were you able to do it, and what inspired you to do it? Please show us a little bit of the background.
1: I let's see. Before 2020, I was a hairdresser. I no longer wanted to be in it, and I didn't want to be doing it, and Um, there was a lot of chemicals. I kind of had a awareness expansion and a realization that I was financially limited by what I was doing, you know, the amount of hours that I had, the amount of energy I had, I was getting drained, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of it. And so I knew that I wanted something different, but I wasn't quite sure what yet. And as soon as 2020 hit, like I was actually supposed to be traveling and going to Bali, and I had—I literally had a festival that I had applied to be a volunteer at and I was getting ready to go. And that was going to be the start of me traveling and wanting to just experience life. And everything shut down and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And I was supposed to be leaving that literal month. Like I remember I think it was like March 14th or March 20th and everything shut down like, you know, like March 6th or March, you know, something around there, like 11th. And, um, I, you know, thought to myself, I, you know, I don't want to be stuck somewhere else when all of this is happening. Like I want to be close to my family. I want to ensure that I have good medical and like, you know, in the United States, I would have better uh, medical, um, protection and like coverage and everything like that than I would if I were to go to another country, you know, cause I'm American. So it didn't really make sense for me to leave. And so I was just looking on Pinterest and I was looking at all these places I wanted to go and just feeling so devastated. And I started having this realization, like once we started, you know, um, staying and getting more locked down, I realized how important it was for me to really be able to get out and how important it was for me to go hiking and backpacking and just doing all these different things outside because I needed it so desperately for my mental health. And it started to put my priorities to the surface And I was reading all these bloggers and like seeing all their blogs. I'm I'm more of a blog reader than I am a YouTube video watcher. I'm more of a podcast listener than I am, you know, a movie watcher as well. So I just, um, I was kind of looking at it and I was like, huh, I wonder if that's something that I could do because this is something that I inspire, uh, get inspired by. I would love to inspire other people. I really want to travel. How do I support this kind of travel-based lifestyle? And I started questioning Um, where I wanted to be and where I was going. And so I moved into manifestation and I wanted to manifest a specific lifestyle. I wanted to manifest the ability to have everything covered. I wanted to manifest this specific lifestyle. So first oftentimes what comes is manifestations. And then once we have that clear vision, and once we have that clear thought, and once we have, you know, once we're saying what we want to manifest, we can start to kind of align things to coordinate with that. So I started manifesting the travel lifestyle. I started wanting to manifest all of that. And then all of the pieces started to fall together. So I'm somebody who I'm a big list person. I always organize things. I have packing lists. I did this before I was a blogger. Like I, I wrote everything down and I had to check it off. And I would often have people be like, oh, can you share your checklist with me? Oh, can you, you know, I noticed that you went here. Can you tell me all about it? And it would start to move more into that of people wanting to hear, you know, about my experiences and people also wanting the same resources that I was already creating for myself. And so I was like, you know, why not, Why not actually try it? Why not actually try being a travel blogger? And so in March of, I believe it was 2020, I officially sat down with a web designer and I said, look, like this is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. And, you know, we started getting the checks from the government. And that was what I ended up putting my checks towards. I put it towards going on backpacking and camping trips and starting up my business. So yeah, it uh it was really something that I was proud of and really excited about. And I was just pouring my heart and soul into
0: it. (laughs) Minnesota, Minneapolis, where I was, was the, where George Floyd was. You know, I I was there in the thick of that. So, you know, like, I was like manifesting serenity in a very chaotic environment. And I said, I can do this. I could be peaceful where there's chaos. But when, you know, November early November rolls around. I'm like, no, I'm out of here. I owe it to myself to have the serenity and I traveled. So where did you travel? I'm I'm curious.
1: I actually, so I was very thankful. I had um, two really, really, really amazing close friends during that time. And one of them, her dad actually would take her backpacking all the time. And she actually started to take me out backpacking because she started realizing like, you know, everything is shutting down. She wanted to keep those that she cared about and loved close to her. So I remember us like wearing masks and like having the windows down and we're on our way to go to a backpacking trip and we have our separate tents, we have all of our separate food and everything like that. Like we... We literally were like trying to do all of the COVID specific things. Like she'd be sitting up front. I'd be sitting in the back. We would have the windows down. like (laughs) So I we were going on backpacking trips pretty regularly. It was my very first time going backpacking and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I'm pretty addicted to it. I like to do it every summer now here in Washington. Um, I've done it in other states as well. But that was kind of the first of my travels. I went and backpacked. the Ho Rainforest, the H so I I kind of feel uncomfortable sometimes calling it the Ho Rainforest, but that's what it's called. You know, it's (laughs) HOH, it's Native American based, yeah. Um, so it's up on the Olympic Peninsula over in Washington State, and we backpacked up to a blue glacier moraine and it was spectacular. There the flowers were blossoming, there were wild lilies, there was butterflies and bees and You go up to the glacier and you see like the blue ice and you can hear it cracking as you're at the top of it and you see waterfalls and it was just, it was the experience of a lifetime. And so I started doing more of that. I started really getting into cycling everywhere Um, and I started also going on road trips. So I started kind of just driving around places solo and going by myself and just going to places that were open, whether it be a hike, whether it be, um, you know, a national park, if any of those national parks were open or even state parks or just finding anything that I could really drive to that was open. And sometimes it, you know, I might have snuck in one place or two that were out in nature. <laughs> so, yeah, I ended up kind of getting more into that. and um doing a lot of road tripping and just trying to go to any place that was pretty much open that was within driving distance of me. Um, I wasn't quite yet at the place where I was confident enough in my abilities and myself to be going to other states at that time. So that was still something that was new for me. Um, Over the years, I did end up growing into also getting a van and I did van life and lived in a van and traveled throughout that. Um, I don't want to jump too high, too far away from timelines. Cause I know we're kind of like focusing on 2020, but, um, yeah, it, during that time, it was mostly road trips and backpacking. And I think what were some other backpacking? Oh yes. I did the, um, uh, Cascades as well. Backpacking the Cascades, um, Korea Canyon over on the border of Arizona and Utah, um, just a lot of really beautiful experiences. Cause to me, I felt like, uh, with all of the airplanes and everything shutting down and becoming more limited, like that was what was accessible to me was nature, right? Because nature wasn't shutting down essentially. So yeah, I really kind of soaked that up.
0: I had another guest, uh, from Israel last year, and he managed to go from Israel to different countries. And so that was, exciting for me to hear, to, to really defy the odds and the restrictions. There are Mm -hmm. literal restrictions. And he told me that there were countries that were open. And anyway, that was fascinating. And to hear you also, um, and and you look so very young to me. I, I went by myself to Europe, I was all by myself for a couple of weeks. That was a strange, like a bittersweet. My, my children were supposed to be with me, but one hasn't come yet and one had to return home. And for a couple of weeks, I was by myself. It was such an odd experience to be alone by myself. But it was also very liberating and empowering. So kudos to you for doing all that. Um, Have you been to the Appalachian Trail? I have not. I would actually really like to go, but I know for
1: me... With the Appalachian Trail, that's something that's kind of like three months based. And most of my work involves being online and I wouldn't have any online access.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that's something I, that I foresee later down the road. I've been telling myself, yeah, I have resistance to losing weight, right? But if it's to condition my mind and my body to do the Appalachian Trail <laughs> and losing weight is a is a bonus right that's not the focus but getting myself ready for a hike oh that would be so good how long has your hikes been um most of them are usually
1: like maximum a week so um wow. many there was one that I did I think it was the whole rainforest um there so their mileage markers are not entirely accurate but we did uh mileage tracking on our phone and watches and I think it ended up being like over fifty miles.
0: Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! Round trip. Yeah. What did you eat?
1: Um. Yeah, so so you I,
0: were completely off grid. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm actually vegan. So we ended up all. I think two of us were vegan, and one one woman. She was kind of like somewhat more pescatarian style. Um, Mm -hmm. so we ended up packing a lot of like, there's these, uh, freeze dried meals. So we would end up taking hot water and pouring it into the freeze dried meals and eating those. And then we had like peanut butter. Um, there were like these, uh, peanut butter stuffed nougats that I had, um, fermented cashew cheeses so like when it's fermented it lasts a long time you don't have to necessarily refrigerate it it just keeps fermenting so if you under ferment it and take it with so like anything that's fermented you can technically bring on the trail you just have to put everything in a bear canister which um kind of cuts off any of the smells or anything like that from wild animals um there's also like uh mushroom jerkies and granola bars, protein powder for protein shakes. I did a lot of protein shakes just because you burn so many calories and you need protein. Like I can feel it when I don't have protein, my joints get sore. So I just, I know exactly when I need to uh, take a little bit more in like olives, um, a lot of dried foods and things that don't really weigh much because you'll already have that water. So you can kind of just drink your water with your meal Um, and then you can pump more water if you need to filter more water. So it's best to have dried food so it's not like taking so much weight but it does end up um clogging your digestive system a little bit so i would recommend having some probiotics alongside it as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) wow that that is so brave of you so going back to your business uh okay so you were a hairstylist Mm -hmm. any other challenges during 2020 um when did you see the money from the travel blogs come in yeah so i'll kind of um i'll touch
1: into the challenges and then i'll kind of touch into income um after so um the challenges that i actually faced in 2020 were pretty extensive unfortunately um in 2019 i was actually finalizing my divorce Um, I was with somebody for about five years, and we ended up deciding to split up. We were married in 2017 of December, and um, that April, we ended up going on our honeymoon afterwards, and um, after that, it kind of all started to go downhill, actually, and we decided that we wanted different things and different lives and just decided that we weren't right for each other and weren't meant for each other after that. And um, so I was kind of facing that. And then I ended up going to a festival in New York before COVID and everything shut everything down. It was um, my very first escape and my very first travel trip (laughs) after my divorce. And I was really excited about it. And um, unfortunately, I broke my leg at the festival. And yeah. And then I ended up having to come back home and heal. And as soon as I was done healing, I got to working so I could save up money because I really wanted to keep traveling. And as soon as I was done being healed and I was working and saving up all of that money and I was ready to leave, everything shut down again. I was completely devastated emotionally, mentally. I was you know, really trying to like get out into the world and like move on from that relationship. I wanted to move on from my injury. I wanted to move on from everything. Like, and here I was back at my mom's place healing and trying to do better. And so then it was like, okay, well now I'm divorced, stuck at my mom's house, um, healing from a broken leg and now COVID shut everything down. So I was pretty devastated. I felt like life was really, kicking me down and not allowing me to really leave and I took everything very personally unfortunately and then I started having to transform that mindset right um sometimes things don't happen to us they happen for us and so moving more into that understanding of like you know I'm exactly where I need to be like I should see this as more of an opportunity to explore my hometown I should see this as more of an opportunity to um, better connect in my other relationships that I do have instead of trying to escape everything? What else needs to be healed? What else do I need to explore? And maybe I need to get even more clarity of what my vision looks like instead of jumping headfirst into everything. And so there was a lot of opportunity um, behind that. And there were those were some of the challenges that I really had to overcome. And so 2020 was, what does my life look like now without having a husband what does my life look like now that I need to slow down a little bit more since I had this injury and be more physically aware what does my life need to look like and what do I want it to look like in coordinates with COVID and being resilient and adaptable with everything like that um so those were the challenges that I over had to overcome and then moving into income income wise things didn't start to pan out until um I want to say two years ago is when everything started to actually come about. So we're 2023, that was 2021. So I want to say maybe a year and a half or so, or a year after is when I actually started to make money. Um, I started monetizing by ads and ads were not really making anything. It was maybe $20 a month <laughs> at that. Yeah, so a lot of it was just heart and soul that I was pouring into it and you know really contributing to this and not making a ton of money. It was just what I wanted to be doing and it felt exactly like what I needed to be doing. It just felt right. It was part of my manifestations and it all played into key and um after that I started thinking, okay, what are some other ways I can make money? I started having a lot of affiliate companies that I was working with. Um, I started moving into making advertisements and doing short video recordings for companies and making ads. And then I have also moved into being a service provider. And so with my blog, my blog actually showed as a portfolio and it showed a lot of different companies what I am able to create. And I applied at a coaching company called Life Guides. And I am even still to this day, I've been employed with them for a couple of years now. It's just part-time. Um, I'm a contractor, so I'm still a freelance uh, service provider and business owner at that. Um, I am their lead content creator and their newsletter specialist. So that's been something that I would only have been able to get with my blog before that. I had no other prior experience and I had a college degree. I have my associate's degree in the arts and business and communications, but it wasn't necessarily as like a writer. It wasn't necessarily as, you know, a photographer or anything like that. So everything else has just been expanding on my own and really learning and growing as I go. And um, I also too wanted to share that I recently published my own book and also published a class. And that's another way that I'm making money as well is by having my own digital products up and being able to share a little bit about that. It's called It's Time to Manifest Your Vision. And it is absolutely amazing. I share with everybody how they can essentially manifest their own visions and how they can manifest their own life and changes and what they really want their life to look like. And having prior experience and really being an expert in this area, <laughs> I can say that I am really proud of what I created. And it was actually inspired by the pandemic and the economic crash and a lot of those riots and everything. I just saw how much pain and negativity was really out there. And I really... I, I almost felt a little sickened by it and like sad. And I really wanted to contribute to it in a better way and contribute to, you know, pulling, help pull people out of all of that and help people, you know, step out of hopelessness and fear and pain and really move into grabbing their dreams and their visions and their manifestations really tight and moving forward and seeing light at the end of the tunnel. And that was the biggest inspiration actually behind me creating this.
0: That is so beautiful. So now the first question that popped to mind was, what brought you out of the life is happening to me type of consciousness? What had you shift from to me to for me? Was there someone? Did you just say enough of this or a book fell on your lap? What was that like? Yeah. So during that time,
1: I was actually extensively seeing a um, psychologist and she was also a naturopath and she was a spiritual as well. So she was, she was a powerhouse of just amazement. I, oh my God, she was just amazing. (laughs) She was also an acupuncturist. She was just a powerhouse of a woman. And um, I was seeing her while I was still in my marriage, while I was going through my divorce. And then after that as well, And it was kind of before I started traveling, but, um, her and I, I I would see her pretty extensively and she was kind of helping me to expand my awareness and my consciousness. And then I started moving into podcasts and books and just kind of really diving in and realizing that if I don't want the same cycle and if I don't want the same life, like I need to expand and I need to change it. It's uh, There's this Einstein actual quotation by him that is, the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting a different result. And for me, that has just spoken to me since since I was a teenager and realizing like, hey, if I don't like this, something needs to change. And my realization of just seeing that I was continuously moving into thought patterns and they needed to change, I essentially started to look for how could I change it? What could I change it to? And so resources, information, podcasts, books, and her essentially helped me to kind of shift that mindset.
0: So it's really important that you're doing the it's time to manifest your vision um, creating awareness around that and bringing the power back to the people, soul power to the people, right. Bringing the soul power back to the people. I, I so applaud you for doing this work, because not a lot of people know that what they're actually manifesting is their limited thinking and limited behavior and haven't broken through. Like, like you said earlier, you felt like you were knocked down and you took it so personally and, uh, over time, you shifted your perspective, your paradigm. What is that process for non-believers? What is your process for them? I guess
1: the process would start to be like, what are you unhappy with? Or where is life not going well for you right now? Most people are very aware of that, especially because many people fester there and they stay there and they feel that stuck feeling. So we kind of start where it is exactly. And then I also kind of dive into the background. And this is something that I love in psychology. Like I'm not a psychologist, but I can ask a few psychological questions, right? So, you know, um, say for instance, if somebody is stuck in a financial fear mindset, we dive into like, okay, where are you feeling stuck in this? Where is it that you would like to see some growth? Where is it that you feel like you're struggling the most? Because oftentimes like people they only have so much awareness until it's expanded, either by some sort of resource podcast, you know, a psychologist, anything like that. So that's kind of where we look at is like, where did what did they see? Where's their vision? Now, what kind of contributed to that from their past? How can we kind of break those cycles? How can we also expand our awareness of exactly where we're at in this process as well? And then As we see all of that and our vision is expanded, then we can start to move forward. So say, for instance, if I have somebody that is in a fear-based mentality of money, kind of like we'll kind of talk about, you know, okay. so say she has a travel blog and she's stuck. She doesn't know how else to monetize. She has had it for a year, maybe or two. And she's like, what do I do? Where do I go from here? I feel stuck because all of my time and my energy is going into my blog articles, right? And how do I want to start to make money in this? Oh, I feel stuck because A, B, C, D, E. All right, perfect. Now we also need to see where else do you feel stuck that feels like it's resonated for you in previous areas of your life because that's a continued thought pattern. That's a continued behavior. That's That's something that's like deep in their soul and deeply connected that we need to kind of like heal and move on from oh hey like I noticed that like I you know I get really scared when I get a message from a company and they want to reach out to me and do a collaboration you know um I realized that that's actually a repeating behavior because previously when I had another job, when there was another opportunity to expand, I realized that I would kind of ghost them and I wouldn't respond because I wouldn't know what to say and I'd be too scared, right? So we move into what's the repeating behaviors, what's the repeating thoughts, where is that showing up in previous uh, states of being and healing that like, okay, now we can understand like, what are you afraid of? And we have that fear surface. We talk about that fear. And then we move into that, like, okay, well, where is this fear coming from? Oh, I feel like I'm not enough. And then it moves into that self-doubt and it moves into where we need to be able to put that confidence in. Once that confidence starts to come to the surface, it's like, okay, I see opportunity. Now I feel confident that I can take it on. There's that opportunity coming in with that money. Bam. Okay, now we need to work on retention and maintaining your confidence, building that confidence, and also maintaining that state of being for you to be able to accept that money. So there's there's a lot of work that can come with it, but um, yeah. Hopefully that answers your question.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a lot of business owners thinks it's all strategies, and you mentioned something, you know, soul resonance, you know, or or patterns from the past. <laughs> Hurt from the past that needs to be cleared out. So absolutely. So now, I love the shifts that you've made, and now you have your own digital products Mm -hmm. and a book. That's amazing, uh, Kivit. What did you have to believe about yourself in order to do all that? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, talking about coaching.
1: uh, (laughs) Ah, just
0: kidding. Uh, (laughs) So.
1: A lot of a lot of mine, the reason why I can specifically reference that story in coaching, and this is true for a lot of people, is they can most of the time people coach on what they've been through and what they've had to overcome themselves. And so for me, self-doubt was a really big one. Mm-hmm. Um Unfortunately, in my childhood, and, you know, growing up, I had received a lot of um, bullying and a lot of negativity and come from a family of poverty as well when I was a child. And so, I always thought that I was burdening people or that I cost Mm -hmm. too much or that, you know, I, what were some other ones that, you know, people just thought something specific of me and like, I disappointed people and just like a lot of negative. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like the negativity and like a lot of these narratives. And I would start to kind of it's, it's like a piece by piece kind of thing. Like you can't take on all of these things at once. And like when it surfaces is when it has to be dealt with. So with all of that, like, um, I really needed to dive into that. And so say like the one that was surfacing, um, that was about, you know, me not being good enough and me burdening people as I moved into why do I feel that way? Like, I feel like I'm a burden on people. I don't feel good about myself. Like I'm taking up people's time and energy and space. And, you know, why would people want to read my stuff? Why would people want to listen to me? And so I moved into unraveling that and how I started to unravel that was moving into affirmations and self-love and mirroring and you know i i wouldn't speak to a child like that why would i speak to myself like that i wouldn't tell somebody i love that why would i tell myself that i love you know those things i love myself i don't deserve to say that i don't deserve to hear that i don't deserve to be a part of it and slowly unraveling it and being like i am worthy i worked really hard i put a lot of energy and time into things i am a divine being who is perfect as i am i love myself wholeheartedly and over time it slowly begins to come unraveled and therapies helped books have helped I've gone to retreats now that have helped and you know if sometimes it's we don't have the answers to everything on our own and if we would then we wouldn't have our own problems and so that's why it's beautiful to have so many powerful people in the community like you and I right like you're a coach I'm a coach like being able to help everybody to see these things for themselves is so incredibly powerful and as my own love is expanded for myself, my love is expanded for others. I, It's absolutely astonishing. And I love watching it unfold. And I'm so grateful and I'm so honored to be able
0: to do the same for others. And I'm sure you are too. Mm-hmm. That's incredible to be able to break it down like that for people to hear. Because a lot of people would think, well, this is how I am. This is why can't you accept me for who I am? But the thing is, that perception of who I am, you know, you are sharing is tainted by all that negative self talk and self doubt and, uh, ooh, I'm burdening people. And when people are, so this, the show is all about soul, returning the soul power to people. And I'm and, and putting much emphasis on this. It's because that's exactly where it starts that giving you yourself your worth, your recognition. No one else will give it to you. You have to take the time to really uh, give back to you what is missing. What you are seeking out there, you have to give to yourself back. Um, there was a quote by Tony Robbins today that says, instead of expecting love, give love. But how do you give love from a space of empty, from a space of fear, from a space of I'm going to love you? As long as you love me back. That's not love. That's dysfunctional. That's codependency. So what I love about what you shared is you broke it down from how you were feeling at the time and actually transform it and actually now helping others manifest a life that felt so out of reach before. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I think too, like I haven't had such an attachment to one specific way of life and I think that's really allowed for me to be able to see that things aren't so permanent and that they can be detached in regards of healing so say for instance you know like um, there are many roles and things that we take on as people right so motherhood um, business owner a hairdresser previously right so there are many different things like taking on being a teenager I go to college I'm a student like there are different roles that we take on and so as we take on those roles I've come to realize that like life shifts and life moves life goes in waves and so when we're not so attached to a specific Like being of a person and we're not so specifically attached to being a specific way when we remove that attachment we also see that other things are not so attached to us so say like that self-doubt I see it it's there it's on my shoulder right and but it's like I don't have to feed it I'm not attached to it and as I feed it less and less it slowly starts to wither away just like anything Mm -hmm. else and so I think you know when Tony Robbins does talk about kind of moving into that, I think that, I don't know. I also agree. I, Tony Robbins is so absolutely inspiring. I kind of lose words yes. when I think about him and yes. talk about, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's another resource. Is Like when we fuel words from people who are so inspirational like that, like say, if I'm fueling words from Tony Robbins and those are slowly kind of coming in, less mm-hmm. and less words are feeding into that self-doubt and it'll slowly wither away. So there are a yes. lot of aspects ad- Feeling with that. But that's that's the power of having so many powerful people and beautiful people out there say like mm-hmm. you, I, Tony Robbins, like we're fueling the world for good. We're putting out good. We're putting out light and positivity. So some of that darkness starts to wither away.
0: Yeah. 10 years ago today, I was at Tony Robbins event, David Destiny. And for a long time, his voice was in my head. It's like every decision, every thought's like, Oh, that's Tony talking to me again. So it's, it's it, it really, and now I hear my clients say, Jess, you're in my head. Well, okay, well, that's good. Better than the voice of self-doubt, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Better than self-sabotage, right? So I love everything that you've shared. Is there anything more you want to share as far as uh, you shifting your business from 2020 or we also can move into why your business, why did you create your business? Um, and what do you feel is the role of your business in returning the soul power to the people?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would be happy to share, um, you know, why kind of like my business is moving into being soul powered for the people for sure. Um I originally created the blog because I wanted to definitely support my travels and I knew that I wanted to keep inspiring people. Like I felt so inspired when I was reading people's blogs and I just wanted to do the same for other people. I I love people. I always have. I love talking to new people and meeting new people. And also too, like I love seeing people happy. I think it's such Mm -hmm. a beautiful. And I love people, you know, glowing and having their smiles and just truly feeling at ease and peaceful and enjoying their life wholeheartedly. And so I wanted to contribute to that. And there that was definitely something I had learned previously, like being in different work and industries is like we have power, we have energy. And what do it did I want to put my power in my energy to? Like I had been In sales, I had been in communications, right, with business and everything like that. And, you know, I wanted to use my power for good. I didn't want to use my power for evil. You know, I wanted to contribute to something better. And so that was why I moved into it. And to also to support my travel lifestyle, to support the manifestations that I was in the process of creating and, you know, what was coming. And I knew that I wanted flexibility so that I had the ability to go different places. I knew that I wanted to be in other countries. I knew that I wanted to do all of that. And so it was slowly unveiling in that way. And I was putting each and every single chess piece into place. (laughs) And the reason why it aligns with Soul Powered is because exactly that. I wanted to contribute to something amazing. I wanted to contribute to power the people. I wanted to contribute to more positive education and having a positive message, right? There were enough other things going on. Like there's enough politics, there's enough debating, there's enough pain, there's enough agony, like there's enough of all of that. Like I, don't, I didn't wanna be a part of it and I wanted to move into the direction of helping people be happy, right? And so I want people to be excited. I want people to feel all of that resonating and coming through the page.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know, the reason I restarted for season three, you know, Elevate Soul Power, and it's more contribution-based. But you know what? From talking to people like you every week, I leave the conversation so high. It's like, oh my God, this is so good. And you know, the power of words, right? What we say, we create. So it is being in this part of, I, I love it because it's the side the bonus of doing the podcast is I there is that new world that we are all creating right now, not from the fear-based mind, but from an empowered sovereign. We can manifest our life, our vision into reality, Every, everything that your message is all about. I'm a hundred percent behind. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate your support in that. And I'm glad that you can also be um, an empowered voice for the people as well. You know, it's, if we weren't here, people wouldn't be able to hear it. Right. Even if it touches one person, if it touches 10, if it touches a hundred, like that's still more than none. And unfortunately, if we let any kind of self-doubt creep in, we wouldn't be able to speak to the people because our self-doubt would overcome any of that and it would speak louder and we wouldn't be Mm -hmm. able to be here. So by not letting our self-doubt or anything like that happen, right, we're letting it wither, we're letting it die if it hasn't already died off. (laughs) And we are (laughs) taking courage to be here, to speak to everybody. And I hope Mm -hmm. that people can also feel that courage. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Keep speaking up. Do you have any, any more advice? Well,
1: I love, love, love everything that we've gotten to share and everything we've gotten to speak on so far. Um, I do kind of share a lot more in the manifestation aspect in my um, class and my workbook combo. I created a workbook where people are actually able to answer a lot of really deep questions so that they can get the clarity into their own manifestations. And so they can kind of get clarity into their own dreams and desires And the class that I also created does the same thing. So I'm able to offer that in more of a personalized um, way. And so if people are interested in, you know, truly having a new year, new them, if they're interested in, you know, finding more of their manifestations, having that clarity, if they finish going through a breakup and they want a new life, you know, if they're just wanting to kind of shake things up and change, like I personally revisit a vision board every six months, and that's what's really helped kind of keep me on my path when I was going through that darkness, when I was going through that divorce and that injury and through the pandemic is I needed something to hold on to. I needed to have that vision. I needed to have that manifestation, but I did have to ask myself those questions. I did have to get clarity, and I did have to put something together so that I could help myself see it, right? Because sometimes if we don't see it, we don't believe it. And so I have um, a quote that I've actually said specifically, manifesting is thinking it, seeing it, saying it, and believing it. So thinking it, like thinking what is actually going to make me happy, how can I, you know, what kind of work do I desire and everything like that. And then you start to, um, so you think it, you see it. So when you're seeing it, that's the vision that's not everybody can see it because they've been so stuck in their previous path. And so when they have a new vision that they can look towards, they're able to move towards that and in that direction. And so vision is incredibly important. And saying it out loud actually helps to start to manifest it and bring it into reality. Because when we say it out loud, like, I am an author. I am a speaker. I am a blogger, right? I am a business creator. You are a business creator. You are a coach. You are a podcaster. Like when we start saying those things, it starts manifesting and it starts coming to life and then we have to believe it. And once we start to believe it, we accept it and we allow it when it starts to come into our life. So I, um, I just want to share with everybody that it's not impossible, And anything that you dream and you desire can definitely come true. And I wholeheartedly support it as long as it is for the betterment health of you and other people as well. (laughs) I fully support it. And I am very happy that you are taking the time to be able to care for yourself and to be able to expand your awareness. And I am incredibly proud of you. And you should also be proud of yourself for showing up and listening to this podcast and taking the steps necessary to move towards a better you and a better future
0: that's beautiful that's beautiful thank you so much serenity um this is so inspiring defying the odds going from your fears to becoming comfortable because it, it took maybe steps for you to be even comfortable doing everything that you're doing traveling solo traveling on the van and uh yeah it's it's kind of fueling also my own well right now I'm traveling with my cat and my dog in the van (laughs)
1: um, I love cats and I recently just started falling in love with dogs after going to Peru so it's adorable (laughs)
0: Uh, so it, it used to be two dogs and one cat in a little car red car with me and we traveled in Nebraska Iowa Illinois before returning to Minnesota it, it was fun. Um, so, and that is expanding more and more. The wanting to be free, kind of like you. Wanting to be free and explore and just be curious and, and tapping into the energy of the earth and energy of the sun. It's just so beautiful. Get out there, you guys. Um, it's really amazing. And you will see um, your own strengths. And you will feel that you are fully supported. Have faith in yourself that you can manifest the vision, the lifestyle, anything that your heart desire. I'm going to end it with that. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Serenity. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Soul Power to the People podcast. I'll see you again next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind. Take back your voice. Take back your soul. Take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.